is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport, Tennessee. It is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart. Trust that you've had a good morning so far. Enjoyed your Sunday school, enjoyed the singing. I'm going to ask for your prayers this morning, physically. Sometimes the flesh doesn't want to do what you tell it to. It tries to rebel. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So you pray. We'll turn it over to God and just let God do. We'll trust Him this morning. I was reading a couple of weeks ago an interesting fact. According to the sources I was reading from, this country spends over $11 billion a year in self-help material, whether it's books, magazines, DVDs, CDs. You've seen the infomercials on TV. $11 billion. And then we complain about taxes. But we freely hand out our hard-earned money on these miracle cures, on these so-called surefire ways to improve our life. And they cover everything from health to happiness to economic fortune to spiritual enlightenment. <laughs> By the time you combine the self-help group with the group that says there's a little pill for everything that you can take and it'll fix it. And the one that tickles me the most is the commercial on TV. Take our little pill and you'll lose weight at night while you sleep. Please, if any of you are doing that, quit. It's a lie. It won't work. It won't work. We have gotten to a point where we will believe anybody or anything to accomplish what we desire most in our heart. If somebody tells us what we want to hear, we'll believe it. Doesn't matter how outlandish, doesn't matter how off the wall, it doesn't matter how crazy it is. If it's what we want to hear, we'll try it. This morning, if you've got a problem of any kind whatsoever, you're struggling with something. Doesn't matter what it is. I've got a little bit of advice for you this morning. Let God. Let God. Quit wasting your money on this stuff that's not going to work and depend upon the one that's been proven time and time again down through the years. Let God. Proverbs 3 and 5 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Psalms 118 and 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Quit relying on what the world says is going to work. Quit relying on what mankind says you need to do to fix the problem. And trust and let God work in your life. Now, it's not my advice. My advice, 
And $5 would get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. My advice isn't worth anything. What I'm going to give you this morning comes out of the Word of God. First thing we need to do is we need to stand still and let God. We need to stand still and let God. Look at Exodus chapter 14, the 13th verse. Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. What we've got to do is quit running around, quit jumping from this to that, quit wringing our hands, quit trying everything under the sun, as Solomon did, and let God move in the situation. As long as we're hopping around, as long as we're trying this, as long as we're trying that, going here, going there, never constant, never settled, God's not going to move. God's not going to move until we stand still and put our faith, our confidence, and our trust in Him and let God move in our life. You're not going to see Him move. The children of Israel, they were along the edge of the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army coming behind them. You talk about a rock in a hard place. Can you not just imagine what the Word of God tells us? Moses, it would have been better if you would left us in Egypt. If you would left us to die in slavery than to bring us out here to die in the desert. They were frantic. They were mantic. They were beside themselves. Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Folks, you and I need to stand still and see the hand of God move in our lives. And for heaven's sakes, quit trying to fix it yourself. The worst possible thing that you can do is to try to fix it yourself. Ask Abraham. Ask that old boy what happens when you try to take matters into your own hands and try to do something. Look at the awful fix he got himself into. No way to get out of it either. There wasn't anything that he could do one way or the other that's going to be right. He had messed things up so bad. Only by the grace of God. And when he finally stood still and listened to God and trusted God, did he have any relief? And we still see the evidence of his meddling today. Our national headlines continually. Israel and the Muslims. That's a direct result of Abraham and him trying to take matters into his own hands to try to do things the way he thought it would be right. Just let God. It's a lot quicker, it's a lot simpler, and it's guaranteed to work. Guaranteed to work. Let God do what you need done in your life. And if you'll drop back to the 13th verse, or the 13th chapter, the 21st and 22nd verse, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. If we'll let God, he'll lead us. If we'll let God, he'll guide us. If we let God, he'll deliver us from this world. But we've got to let him. You mentioned it up here in the choir. We've got to submit. 
We've got to let God do God's will in our life. Next piece of advice. Don't get angry when I tell you this. Don't get your feelings hurt. Don't think I'm trying to be rude, but this is the only way that I can think to tell you that's going to get the attention of some people. Shut up and let God. Shut up and... Preacher, that's rude. You shouldn't say shut, say shut up. Well, I've tried every other thing that I can think of. I've tried saying keep your tongue still. I've tried saying not to gossip. I've tried saying you shouldn't go out and say... We're to the point now where I'm telling you, shut up. For your own good, hush. Close your mouth and let God speak to you. That's a little rude, preacher. I don't have time to be nice. I don't have time left to be considerate. We've got to shut up as a people and an individual and listen for what God is trying to tell us. We can't hear God because we're flapping our mouth all the time. We can't hear God because our tongue is always wagging. My children, bless their heart, I'll try to tell them something. They have no idea what I say because they won't hush. They won't quit talking long enough to hear what I tell them. Proverbs 8 and 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Not only can we not hear God when we wag this thing continually, we are doing innumerable amounts of harm to self and to others. And to the cause of Christ. This little thing right here. One simple little thing that the Word of God says can destroy our life and the lives around us. Poison. For your sake, for the church's sake, shut up. Shut up. Shut up and let God speak to you. Let God's Word Abound in your heart. How can you hear the preacher stand up here preaching when you're whispering to the person beside you? Oh yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows when you're passing notes. He knows. You can't hear the Word of God. You can't feel the prompting of the Holy Ghost in your heart if you're preoccupied with something else. Why do you think they use the expression, listen up? Child of God, we should listen up continually. The only thing we should listen to comes from above. If it comes from any other source, discount it. Forget it. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Mark 7 and 14, Jesus himself said, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. Listen to me, he said. Hearken. Pay attention. To pay attention, we've got to close this. We've got two ears and one of these. What do you think God was trying to say? 
He was saying, listen twice as much as you talk. Next piece of advice. Get up. Get up and let God be glorified in your life. Get up. Get up. Get off the pew. Get off the couch. Get off your backside. Get up and let God work in your life. Turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians in the New Testament chapter 3. Philippians 3, verses 12 and 14. Paul was talking to the church at Philippi, and he said in verse 12, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. Paul said, I ain't there yet. Paul said, I've not attained the prize yet. I'm not yet perfect. But what did he say on in verse 14? He said, I'm working for the prize. I press to the mark of the high calling. Paul says, I'm putting effort behind it. I'm not there yet. I'm not done. The church today has the idea that we're done. We're finished. We're through. Saved. We're good to go. Just sit back and rest. It's not what God said. God said to work. Work while there's yet light because night cometh when no man can work. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. And let God be used in your life. Jeremiah 46 Verses 3 and 4 says, Order ye the buckler and shield. Draw near to battle. Harness the horses and get up, ye horsemen, and stand forth with your helmets. Jeremiah issued a call to war, a call to arm ourselves and be prepared for the conflict that's ahead. I was reading and studying and I come across an interesting little paragraph from Charles Spurgeon. I wish I had the courage that man had. I wish I had the fire that man had. I want you to listen to what this man had to say on the idea of getting up and being used of God. He said, Etiquette nowadays often demands of a Christian that he should not intrude his religion on company. Out with such etiquette, he says. It is the etiquette of hell. True courtesy to my fellow souls makes me speak to him if I believed his soul in danger. How many, dear friend, were you ever the means of bringing to Jesus? You believe they must eternally perish unless they have faith in Christ. How many have you prayed for? How many did you ever break your heart about? You believe that they must love Christ or be damned. How many have you ever talked to concerning him who is the only Savior? Are you satisfied to remain silent? Are you content to let those around you sink into hell? What? Never tell of Christ's love? What? Never tell of salvation? Can this be right? In God's name, wake up, he says. Wake up. Our family, our friends, society, the world around us is dying and going to hell. Because we're asleep. Because we're taking our leisure. Because we're sitting back and relaxing. Oh, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. We're called to salvation. And once we're called to salvation, we are called to work. 
I've got more, but this is the last piece of advice. This is the last piece of advice out of the Word of God. Repent. Repent and let God heal you, body, mind, and soul. Repent, repent, repent. Revelations 2 and 16. Jesus, talking to the church at Pergamos, said, Repent, or else I will come up against thee quickly. You mentioned in Sunday school, the people, I'll just go out and get drunk tonight and ask God for forgiveness. You might not. You might not come home that night. I'll do this and I'll ask God to forgive me. You might not. God may not let His grace shine upon you and His Holy Spirit call you back. The Bible promises that each and every individual will have one opportunity to be saved. It never, ever says that God is obligated to give us an opportunity to come back. I believe it says something that a man who's plowing and turns away is not fit to go into the kingdom of heaven. It's only by the unmerited mercy and grace of God are we allowed a second opportunity. Repent! Look over in Ezekiel chapter 18. Verse 24. When the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned in his trespass that he hath trespassed and in his sins that he hath sinned. In them shall he die. The Word of God says our righteousness is counted as nothing when we commit sin. That if we die, we die in our sins. Verse 25, Yet ye say the way of the Lord is not equal or fair. Here now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them, for his iniquity that he hath done shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed and doth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. God is abundantly clear. When we commit unrighteousness, when we commit sin, when we commit iniquity, if we die, we die in that sin. Repent. 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 Preacher, are you trying to tell me that all the problems I have in my life are because of unrepented sin? I'm not telling you all of them are, but I'm telling you a big portion of them are. I'm telling you a big portion of them are. How dare you stand up there and question my Christianity. I'm not questioning your Christianity. I'm questioning your lack of repentance. What makes you think I don't repent? There ain't a God's soul on this altar this morning. I don't have to question anything other than that. You want to see what happens when you let God 
You know what will happen when you let God, when you shut up and let God, when you stand still and let God, when you repent and let God? I can tell you exactly what will happen. Give you the perfect picture of it. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And then thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The majority of us can quote the 23rd Psalm. It comforts us. It soothes us. It, re, it rejuvenates us in times of need and trouble. We cannot attain that unless we let God. You can never get there. It'll always be just beyond your reach. It'll always be the carrot in front of the donkey prodding him along. It will always be something that evaporates when you put your hands around it until you let God. If you will let God, if you will let God have you, if you will let God have your life, you can claim that verse. From top to bottom, beginning to end, it's yours. But not until you let God. Ladies, come to the piano, please. Ask everyone to stand to your feet. Have you let God, I mean really honestly and truly, let God have you? I've, I've been saved, preacher. That ain't what I asked you. Oh, I've lived a good, that ain't what I asked you. I'm asking you, have you let God have your life? And that means all of it. Every single thought, action, word, deed, ounce of strength, any, anything that is you, have you give it all to God? Until you give it all to God, you're going to stumble, you're going to trip, you're going to fall, you're going to faint. You're going to look for strength and it won't be there. You're going to look for encouragement and it won't be there. I'm not saying you can't be saved. I'm saying until you give your all and all to Jesus, you're on that rough and rocky, bumpy road. It's not smooth sailing. When the problems come, if you give everything to God, guess what? It don't matter. They'll still come, but it doesn't matter, Sister Brenda, because he's in charge. If he wants it for my good, that's fine. If he wants it for my bad, that's fine. But give it to God. 
If you've not give everything to Him, if you've not let God have you completely, come down here and pray this morning. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast presentation. If you would like more information about the church or any additional podcast, please join us on the web at www.reedtowncommunitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. That's spelled R-E-I-D-T-O-W-N, communitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. Thank you and God bless.